0: Um,
1: so Nick, you are, you're writing again. Yeah. Um, so I realized actually that, um, I wanted to get this book done by Christmas time for my family. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that we're almost in November. Um, mm. so I realized also that it was procrastination that was really holding me back and it wasn't really me I don't know maybe it was a bit of me trying to figure out like my voice again um, figuring out like the style I want but I think ultimately it was procrastination let's just be completely real and honest with everybody here Um, but what's good is that in the last couple weeks I've written like four essays already um, that I feel like pretty good about um one about screen time one about technology in the world that i'm going to grow up in uh, that i grew up in versus the world that abby's going to grow up in i wrote another one about um uh, kind of the first day like you know the delivery day but in a lot more kind of detail it gets a little i I just sent it to you because i'm not sure if i'm if i'm keeping it too real or not um but i wanted to make it feel very honest and you know it's it's kind of kind of gross in there sometimes um (laughs) at least i i found i you know your nature channel like but right right there live and in person um and i did uh, have a couple others ones for like a listicle for travel like travel tips and um i'm working on another one i interviewed kind of uh alicia yesterday but i want to do like two interviews one of her interview and just ask her you know, what surprised her about this whole um motherhood stuff things she expected you know things like that and i want to do one with my single friends and ask them about their life just to kind of um i don't know i like almost a comedic break but show like this is a previous life and this is life now without explicitly saying so. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So I want to do that and maybe I, I might, I don't know, I'll see how this interview thing goes, but it, if they're funny, I want to keep them short, but I, I feel they can be just like weird little breaks in the, in, in the story. Um, I definitely, yeah. yeah, I
0: definitely, I, so I read the, the screen time one and have a lot of, I feel like we should do a topic on that, but maybe yeah. like parent corner it. Um, cause a lot of my, um, well, actually, just a quick shout out, just yeah. you know, how yeah. I like to shout out. Um, so, uh, my, my kids just love Sego, like, it's really oh. cool. Like, they ask for it now by name and, they used to ask for Emma I think I've told this before Emma would ask for ice cream which is the <laughs> apartment one and yeah. Jack would ask for what was his favorite one He really likes town oh, he the likes town the, one was it The town he likes these the the super like the superhero one Oh yeah 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 um and um now he likes the robot one and but like now, they ask for it. Like, Dad, can I? Like, can we play Sego? <laughs> and it's just so fun. Oh, it's just bro, fun that's cool, man. that um, that like that you make it and that they ask for it. It's really cool. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, I have a uh, a lot of questions about that. I think that my my worry with with and I mean it's not a big worry, but it's like mm-hmm, the same kind of shit that I got for writing that article about the e commerce stuff. I feel like. You're gonna get backlash on just your bias, right? And you 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 acknowledge it, but like you're you're highly, um, you know, like if 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 news came out that screens caused cancer, Sega would be in trouble, right? So, sure. um, you're you're biased, but I also
1: feel like you're you're very researched because this is your job, and you like so- this is why. In, in that in that post though, I was very honest about like my kind of inner feelings about screens and. Of course, and yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like, like you, you laid yeah. it out. You laid it out.
0: It's very hard to. I just I. I, um, I think that it makes. I always wonder why people shit on those kind of insider inside baseball posts because you think about it more than other people because it is your job and. Hmm it was interesting seeing your perspective on it. And it confirmed a lot of my, my in like my into my intuitive beliefs on it. So yeah. well, um, what's,
1: what, what's your, what's your thoughts on screen time?
0: Well, I mean, I think that all the studies that, okay, like we, and my bias though, is that we were very pro screen the whole time. We never limited mm-hmm. screen time. Mm-hmm. And, when you look at the regulations and stuff coming down or the recommendations, it's like no screens at like until two years old. Yeah. Emma was on an iPad like two months. Um, And I, so part of it is like, I think I have a guilt associated with, Oh shit, maybe we've already rewired her brain and now I'm trying Mm. to, trying to justify my my lack of good discipline as a parent and all that stuff but i mean emma's she's ridiculously smart and she has a great vocabulary and she can identify things that other kids just like she called out a hexagon and we were like Hmm. like we have never talked to you and and we, we we realized though that she gets it from um like some youtube channels that she watches and from um like I don't think you guys you don't talk in the app in sego apps but um so anyway long and short of it is my feeling Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. it's the same as television where if you treat it like a babysitter screens are Mm -hmm. bad so if you put your kid in front of an ipad and walk away for two hours and come back yeah that's really bad even 30 minutes that's really bad but Mm. if they're watching something and you're talking to them about it and you're asking them questions and you're you're playing with them and you're making it mm. like this shared experience together then I don't think there's anything wrong with that in fact it might even be a net positive because they learn fine motor control they learn vocabulary they 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 learn how to interact with things their creativity gets expanded their curiosity gets expanded so I'm but again, that's a very convenient opinion for me to have. So, Mm. um, yeah. What, what, what do you think?
1: Have I, I, have I screwed up Emma's life by, by giving her screens
0: before she was two?
1: I don't know. So I I don't think so, but you know, when Abby was first born, someone asked me like, Oh, when are you going to give her apps? And, or when you give her the screen? And I was like, she's just like a blob. Like she wouldn't even understand what, what the hell the screen thing is. You know what I mean? Like, um, like very, very young. And, um, it was honestly like she stayed at my parents' place. And I know, you know, I know my parents show her like, uh, you know, the baby channel or Disney junior or, um, some YouTube stuff because anyways, I, I, I just, anyway, I, they, they don't want to, they won't tell me that explicitly, but I, I know that they watch there and that that's cool. Like I'm cool with it. Um, but she, like, she, she like loves it. And, um, it's, but it wasn't until, until, like, I think I travel on to Portugal that I really use the screen a lot more. Um, because, A, it's preparing for the flight, getting on the flight, and just being way more liberal about things. And then you're in Portugal, and, like, you know, your sleep's all off. You're, like, you're eating dinner at, like, 9 o'clock. Like, everything, your clock is messed up. So, um, and I, I see it in two, two fronts. I see it as, one, as... I see, ultimately, I feel like the screen is like a good tool. And when I mean as a tool, it's like, it's a nice way of, um, accompanying like additional kind of learning in, in that way. Like if, if you want to sit down and, uh, and you're watching with, with Emma and you're talking to her about it, like, I feel that's super engaging. I feel that's just, it's like, well, how is that to me different than you going outside and looking at birds and talking about birds? really right. it's just to me it's like a nice medium for conversation which i think is great um and i think what was really cool was just like when we went to portugal abby was really into pigeons like really into birds and then she's wanted to she's like bird 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 every, everywhere she wanted to feed the birds see the birds just hang around the birds and it's kind of funny because you end up traveling and you spend all this money to travel across the world and all you're doing is like you know going to park to watch birds And i'm like i could have done this here but whatever yeah. that's a whole other side right Um, but then, then we, you know, she was, um, we're at the Airbnb and then I was like, okay, we can watch some like, um, bird YouTube things and just watching birds eat. And she's like super into it. Um, and then I gave her like pet cafe for the first time on the airplane. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure she'd be, she'd know how to play, she'd be into it. But you know, she was like feeding, feeding the bird, and she was really into just the idea of feeding the bird and feeling like, oh, like I'm, uh, like it's fulfilling that kind of narrative that she has in her head of like how, um, um, like what she was kind of doing in Portugal, which was really cool. Um, but then, and, and Bali seems kind of like combined into this like holistic way of, um, you know, how of, of learning about birds, even. Uh, or, you know, in pet cafe, you're learning about like colors and, um, in that activity. So she was, she knew like the pink piece of bread to give it to the pink bird. Um, and like the Brown one, she, the, 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 Brown bread would go to the dog. Like she ended up just being able to kind of parse that out. And I was like, Oh, that was just really cool. I didn't even think she would be able to do that. Um, but yeah, man. I I don't know. And then the, the other side of it, I do think it's like it's it's hard being a parent, man. And um you just need like those breaks in the day. Sometimes I just need like those five minutes. And um like okay, this is a little too graphic now, but I was I was I had the the day off and I was hanging out with Abby and uh I just need to use the washroom. I got to do a number two. Abby she thinks she doesn't know what's going on, so she wants to come and she wants to sit on my lap sure I'm like oh no no don't. <laughs> like i'm like no 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 Abby, go 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 play with your toys or something right and then then she just want to just hang out right beside me and it's kind of weird and um but it's only those even like those five minutes so i would even just turn on like um i don't know like baby shark or something for her to, to watch or um baby einstein or something and then she'd be watching it and it, w- it was cool and i didn't I just needed those kind of five minutes and, uh, Oh yeah,
0: no. And I, and I, don't I think know how that, to, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I, I follow this, um, this girl on Instagram, uh, found, found my fitness, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's like one of these health bloggers and she's on mm-hmm. Joe Rogan mm-hmm. all the time. That's how I, mm-hmm. I found her. And so she has a newborn and she's like no screen time, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and she, she was just on Rogan, uh, and she was like, it's honestly exhausting. Cause you, 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 you there's no like you you get no break you always have yeah. to and again part beyond, of me is on constantly yeah, and, I, right? and i but i commend her for like this commitment but but then going back to what you said about um there are things that you can't experience so um through me pushing it and just because it's cool jack loves space and mm. there's this amazing app for Apple TV called uh, Solar Walk, I think. Mm. And it's just amazing. You get to see the solar system, very nice graphics, really like well rendered. And you can like look inside planets and you can see if they're hot inside or cold inside. And it gives you stats on how big they are. And um, yeah. and like Jack will, you know, he'll he'll really want to look at that. And he'll want to like, oh, let's look at Jupiter and like... Um, and you, you just can't like, okay, you could get a book from the library and you could do that, mm-hmm. but, but just th- th- to see them orbiting the sun and to like see the, the scale and to like interact with them. And there's, there's no way you can tell me that that is somehow hurting his brain. Like, yeah and, and I feel like there's this knee jerk reaction to say that all this technology is bad, but, and we've talked about this, but you know, in the 20s or something or in the early 1900s, they thought books were bad because mm. kids were sp- spending time inside reading books when they should have been outside, you know, um, riding their giant bicycles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that... I, I find it hard to believe that we're hurting kids. If you're, like you said, if it's something where you're not parking your kids in front of it, you're using it when you need to, when you need the break or when you're using it as this, like it's like an interactive book. It's just this extra mm. layer of um, like when Emma's playing, um, she still loves apartment, but she's now, she likes the food. Uh, like when you make the sandwiches. Yeah. So uh, I'll just tell her things. I'll be like, Emma, like how count how many layers are in your sandwich. And she'll go like, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. And it's like, Hey, like, um like Emma like do you have pepper or salt? Um and she'll tell me like oh pepper yeah. and it's like yeah like how is that
1: like and 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 what I, what's what's great about it is like you're catching them at a point where they're really engaged with what's happening, you know what I mean? Which right. just makes it even more interesting for them too.
0: Yeah, and um so anyway, I I I'm glad that you wrote that piece and I think that it got me thinking bringing it back to your book that if you if you layer in these kind of like conversation pieces, it kind of goes back to a bigger idea you had uh, a few months ago around, if you ever wanted to turn this into some kind of a community play where, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're opening the conversation up to other dads and to other, um, I think it's like an article like that would be a great, um, you know, like another one I was thinking that you should do if you're, if you're not, already thinking about is like um basically like and you, you might be too like abby might be too young for this so you might not have experienced it this really yet but like sports and um activities like mm. p- like programming your kids like do you over program yeah. them do yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. do you um and like i have tons of stories about that just because we don't have to get into it now but we've had like um you know yeah we've had a lot of uh, debates around like different sports mm-hmm. and uh, different activities. And um, so those kind of ones that start a, a good conversation and kind of like almost like comparing baselines and comparing notes with each other. Like, you know, is, is this normal? Like, is this, do you guys do this too? I don't know. I, I, I wish I had a baseline on, um,
1: and, but it, uh, it's, yeah, it's also, it's also just funny because like in this parenting space you feel like, um, I I can't I can't judge other, other parents because it's just everyone's just kind of surviving and figuring it out right and it's... by the same time there is so much judgment in this I think parents judge other parents all the time yeah for um, sure but even like the screen time thing like I don't know me putting that is really just this is my honest take on it and it's just my opinion like this is just how I'm gonna do things with my kid I'm not saying it is the way I'm not saying like I'm better than you or anything. Like this is just what I'm doing. So <laughs> that that's just it. Like I'm it's, right. it's not it's nothing more, right? Um but really, I, yeah, it's not like um I'm, I'm parking parking Abbey there for like a whole day and doing whatever. Like um, I know, and
0: sometimes I need to like
1: forgive myself where you know I'll
0: you know, I'll I'll watch them and they'll be like playing and they'll be like okay, where I do get scared and I do mm-hmm. get worried is when mm-hmm. and Jack is by far worse than Emma, but especially with TV, it's much worse when he's watching TV. Where I'll be like Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's he looks at me and he is just he's he's hypnotized. He's in a trance, yeah. Yeah. and um, that is worrying. And you're like, ooh, like that's that's not right, is it? But then it, I think like, wait a minute, we were just like. At a park for six hours. Like we we've been out all day. We've been playing with friends. We've had a birthday party. We went to the park. We went to a pumpkin patch. We did this. We did that. Like you just want to come home and throw the TV on and unwind. And you know what? If I didn't have kids, I'd be doing the exact same thing you're doing. I would come home, I would take off my shoes, I would sit on the couch, and I would watch an hour of television. Like, yeah. And is that so wrong? Like, do I have to now like do finger painting with you? And do we have to like, (laughs) go outside and look at the earthworms? Like, no, like, it's okay to have those downtimes. And I think that, but I, it's like this counter propaganda, though, where you feel like you're just this terrible person, if you plop your kids in front of the TV and watch a movie with them. It's like, oh, this is a waste of time. We should be learning something. And the truth is, like, sometimes you just need to sit
1: down and watch TV. Like, why? And why do we? It, for, like, you know, yeah. it's easy to forget that. And you can make the argument that, like, if if I don't get that break, I'm going to be a shittier parent. You know, right, like, yeah, like I, I need a, I need a moment to just recharge a little bit, so and I can they, be and on. They, again. they do too. Yeah. But, you know, and you hit on that point earlier about like, I I do think it's just a lot of fear. I think a lot of people, um, you know, their screen addiction is like a thing, you know, like that's why Apple and Google, like um, Android, they have all these kind of things to report on how much screen time you're using and and, and whatnot. And I feel like I, I get a little bit addicted to my screen sometimes. So it's a lot of projecting your own anxieties to your kid as well. And yeah, it's also like, they, they're, they're growing up with all these things that we didn't really grow up with, right? Um, even my pediatrician at one point, she was like, oh, no, no, no screens. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay, why? Why? Like, why, why? Why do you say that? And she's like, well, one is um, it, it's like the inputs, things are coming in way too fast. And they're going to start expecting things to be kind of that fast on a day to day basis and interactions with like people and stuff as well. Um, and the other part is like, it's just like a one way conversation. And I do think, uh, like the one way conversation stuff, it's, it's, yeah, it's true. Um, especially when you're watching TV, I don't think that's the same with apps because I do think with apps, it's like, it is more two way, like you're the one driving that experience and, um, you know, um, it's, it's a little bit different in that way. Like you're choosing what to happen. You're moving at your own pace. And um, you're dictating that narrative, right? Or generally, at least the stuff that we do, that's what we, we, we try to kind of go after, right? Um, the experience we're, we're trying to build. Um, no, I,
0: for sure. And I, um, that actually got me thinking of a question because this happened just tonight. So I updated um, my iPad to iOS 12. So screen mm-hmm. time, I've had it on my phone, obviously, but it was, it was on my, uh, I guess, on my iPad. And so I popped it open and, of course, it said that, you know, Sego Mini World uh, 22 minutes or something today. But mm-hmm. it marked it as educational. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's great. Like good, like for you guys too. I was like, that's amazing. And it made me feel a little better because I was like, oh, education, good. <laughs> um, but then it got me thinking, does Apple police that? Can I, like if you, if I made a game and called it education, would they reclassify it or would they reject it?
1: They might reject it. They would look at it and they would, uh, they they might call it out. There's some standard they must have, right? Like you can't, like I couldn't put a game of
0: me shooting somebody and call that educational.
1: No, like even to get in, like, I don't know, in the, for example, in Google play, when you wanted to get into like the play for families kind of section, you, you have to fill out this whole survey of like, if it is under education, um, under what kind is it like pretend play is it like creative is it they have different categories of things oh good okay
0: I was hoping there was some I figured especially Apple they tend to have more you know um stricter app guidelines (laughs) and (laughs) um anyway we don't have to go down that rabbit hole I was just I was hoping that there was some it's not just like a checkbox where you can be like oh yeah I'm a you know whatever game and then like people can (laughs) and then obviously I'm sure there's crap that sneaks into every category um but um, no, that's yeah. really cool. Okay, so you've got um, so you've got your essays. You're probably going to miss your December deadline.
1: No, no I'm hitting it. I, I realize so. This, this is the difference. Oh, oh so, sorry,
0: sorry, but hang on, hang on. Like you're saying, yeah. manuscript done by.
1: No, no, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to have a printed book. This is this is the goal. Oh, I, I uh, okay. Tell me. Uh, so I got my coworker. Uh, Paul, I was talking to my my friend, I don't know if we ever talked to him about him him on this podcast, Um, really sharp designer, but he's been actually doing the same kind of thing. He's been journaling for his son for the last six years, which is crazy. So he has like volumes of books. Um, And I'm not sure if he's done all six, but he has volumes of this. Um, And he has a lot of notes for more current times that he hasn't actually written up. But, um, but I was chatting with him about it. He has all this, uh, and he has, he showed me the volumes and it it's, it's really nice. Um, it's very personal, um, very, um, it, it's, it's more of a kind of journal for his son to kind of remember the day to day in a way when you read it, it feels very, very for his son, James. Um, and I think the difference between, what I'm doing in his is like, I th- I feel like I'm doing this more for me and for parents in that way. And it's going to be a little bit more um, general and mass appeal. I I think. Um, but anyways, he's going to help me with some design stuff. I think, you know, one couple of design things that I'm trying to sort out is like uh, how do we, break the monotony of the day-to-day like visually how do we how do we break that up so not even just through essays and through like listicles or whatever like how do we break break up the monotony design wise and how do you get design wise how do we have a vibe of it being just like fun and um not too serious like i'm not taking myself overly serious and to set a bit of that tone even um through designs, maybe through the the colors, the layout, the fonts, um, yeah, th- things like that. So he's gonna just help me template out a month. I gave him month one. I gave him the first essay from month one, and um, yeah, he's gonna de- template out like different options that I, I might be able to run with. Like, if I want to use an image here, this is what I can do. If I want to have this this one entry, if it feels very kind of sentimental or something, how how do you give it more breathing space on the page? Um, yeah things like that so i'm hoping he's gonna get me a template that's that that's pretty solid and then uh i'm gonna just build it out for the other 12 months damn yeah so and
0: then and then how have you like when you say you're gonna print it are you gonna do just a limited run for christmas like
1: for your family and then like yeah i might just do i might just do one just for my 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 immediate family and uh and you know, but what's nice about it is like I don't necessarily have to have all the essays kind of done either. I can just have whatever I have, and um, but polish all the three hundred and sixty-five days. That's
0: awesome. Uh, That's great. Yeah. Hear. Um, I love the. It's a good stretch goal too, because you'll, because realistically, if you want to get it done by Christmas, you'll have to get it. Like, you should probably get it done, 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 like signed, sealed, wrapped by like the fifteenth, or else you'll get into like those printing. You know, you'll try to get it printed and then they're gonna have yeah. like five hundred card orders to do and like um and then yeah. that way you can not be stressed and like damn, that sounds like a good uh and man, you're gonna get like yeah. serious brownie points. That's like the best gift you can
1: man, you give that to Alicia, you don't have to get anything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I can I think um like if I'm gonna make this into a book book, I think I'd probably do various runs of this as well. Um, Right. Yeah. Because I think I want to see it in a physical form, and then I think I'm going to read it very differently. Um, But I think in this one I'm just going to use uh, actual photos and stuff as well. Um, Which, if I were to make it for mass, I don't know if I'd use photos. I'm not sure. Um, But I'll see. So it's it's also a bit of like an experiment. It's like um, the V1 of the book, I think.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. And then, like you said, you can hold it. You can you can see how it works. You can change it. You can write it up and. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really cool, man. Good. That sounds like a great plan.
1: Yeah, man. How, how was, how was
0: the e-commerce line? Oh, e-commerce life. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll try to keep it brief. I've got so many things that I actually wrote, wrote it down here. So, uh, I've been doing a couple experiments that I think will be interesting for anyone listening. So I decided to turn off ads for a full month. And see what would happen. So, a couple Are months ago, about your
1: Google ads, Facebook ads,
0: everything, all all okay. paid ads. Uh, okay. ex- sorry, except for retargeting. So, um, I kept retargeting, and turned off everything else. <coughs> Excuse me. And cool thing is, um, so sales definitely uh, dropped. So I, uh, I was typically doing, let's say, eight hundred dollars in revenue a day and i mm-hmm. i probably dropped down to 3 or 400 okay. but the fact that i wasn't spending any money though it's actually more uh, profitability wise it's it's way better oh. and what's cool is that the um the seo work that i that i was doing is is paying off like it's all my traffic is coming from google i'm getting organic traffic which means my conversion rate is is you know much higher, and mm-hmm. um, all that's actually looking pretty pretty good. So it's got me thinking that I'm going to seriously look at even like really amping up the uh, SEO uh, focus. Mm-hmm. So like spending maybe the next up until Christmas just doing link building and really trying to target you know, I, I mean, I'm pretty, this is kind of what I do. So I've got a good strategy, but just really hyper-focus on, okay, I want to dominate. Like I'm doing okay right now. I'm in like the top three, but it's like, no, I want to dominate 10 keywords Mm -hmm. and I want to be number one across Canada. And how do I kind of do that? So that's been fun kind of playing around with, um, with uh, with that kind of stuff. Oh, hang on one second. There's a spider. Just fell in front of my face, and I'm gonna freak out here if I don't get it. One sec. Hang on. God damn it! I freaking hate spiders. Dead. Oh shit. Motherfucker. Did I get it? Okay. Hang on. All right, edit that out in post. Okay. Um, <laughs> are, are, you, are you scared of spiders? Oh, I hate spiders, yeah. Um, no, no, no. But I'm, okay. I'm super brave now because of, like, with my kids, because I refuse to pass on my irrational fear to my kids. So every time mm. I see a spider, I just, I'm like, yeah, daddy gets to kill a spider. And I try to, like, be really fun and brave and all that stuff. But I think deep down they know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so that's been super interesting. I'm still picking and packing, so I've sort of okay. failed on that experiment of trying to okay. outsource that. But really but well, he, here's here, here's It wasn't the real an even an experiment. You, you didn't even try it, right? I didn't even try. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Though. It's just okay. not it's not economical right now. So okay. it would not be a good business decision. I I've realized that as painful as it is, the only way I'm ever going to be able to afford that is if I'm doing like twenty to twenty five orders a day. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm not there yet, but I actually think I could be with even or mm. just organic. So that's kind of the uh that's interesting. Um I, I do feel a little um I think what I didn't know about this business, having talked to other people now, is that um cash flow is so I, I'm I'm learning a lot more about business <laughs> doing mm. this because Like the only other business experience I've sort of had has either been in startups where you're not really making profits and revenue. Like you're you're making revenue, but it's all kind of negative profits and you're just trying to sell it. Mm -hmm. Or I've worked in consulting where it's just your time. You're billing your time. It's pretty simple. Like your your costs, your expensing costs, getting reimbursed. You're even marking up certain expenses and making profit on that. Like it's just a very... It's it's time consuming, but it's very cash positive. Mm. Um whereas like in e- in e-commerce you're you're buying and selling. So you're always losing money and you're always making money. Or at least that's mm-hmm. and if you know, so sorry, one sec. I got a bad cough. Um so I'm I was worried that I was like not actually making money. So even though I did the math and by all accounts my profits are more than my expenses which means I'm making money I still wasn't actually putting a lot in my bank account every month and um so I've had to talk to a lot of people about how do you actually pay yourself in these kind of businesses where you are kind of like it's very easy to just justify buying more inventory with any profits um and what i've learned is that and i don't know if this is good or bad is that you kind of always want to be running a bit of a like a line of credit or like a mm. you almost want to borrow and have a a low interest line of of uh credit where mm. you're actually you're still paying yourself but you're you're basically to 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 float yourself during times where you might have just done a big inventory buy and now you need to sell it. So that might take you 30 days to sell it. You still need some operating money for ads or for boxes or for labels or for stickers. Like, so if you try to be super prudish, which I was doing, which was, I would only spend money that I had earned, then you, like, you might not be able to, like, buy boxes because you yeah, yeah, yeah. don't actually have the money to buy it, right? So. yeah. That's been very educational, trying to learn how cash flow in these kind of businesses work um and I think I've kind of got it figured out now. I have a small like a ten thousand dollar you know line of credit at like three percent interest. It's laughable even if I carried a mm-hmm. full balance on it. it's like you know a very small amount of money um every month, and I try not to carry a big balance but um. Mm-hmm but that's been interesting. And then I think the final thing that I'm uh, playing around with, which I'm excited about is, um, so two things is I'm I'm going to, so there's a few products that I've lost my shirt on where I took a bet. I thought it would sell and it didn't sell. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'll sell it, but it's, it's just not moving as fast as I thought. And I you know, spent $3,000 buying this inventory and now it's just burning a hole in my basement.
1: Um, you discounted? Fire sale?
0: I've So I've tried even that and I learned that I did that wrong too. Where, um, So I did what's called a bleed sale instead of a fire sale. So this is really good learning for anyone dabbling or doing e-comm. It's kind of obvious actually when you think about it, but instinctively when you're an A, B tester like me, you can fall into this bleed trap where I'm like, okay, I'm going to discount it at 20%. And then maybe you sell like five, 10. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. that wasn't enough. Okay, I'm going to discount it at 30%. And you sell like five more. Hmm, okay, I'm going to discount it. And what you're doing is you're training your audience that you are just going to keep lowering the price. So you are better off to just say, Fire sale, 50% off right now. That's it. Or mm-hmm. 40% off or 70% off. Like if you need to get rid of it, just fucking get rid of it. But don't you dare move that price. Like once you've right. set the sale price, you can't go back. You can't – if you
1: if you keep going down, you're fucked. So just
0: go aggressive and hard. So um, – Could you
1: even uh, just sell it at wholesale to like – someone else, another distributor or something?
0: No, I'm not allowed to. So I, when you like, I mean, I could, but I'd be breaking my wholesale agreement with them. Cause I mm. have a clause in there that says that you can't resell it to other wholesalers, which is pretty mm. common. Um, and I mean, they'd never know, but I just don't want to, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to go yep. down that road. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I've tried repositioning it, uh, which has actually been a little, I've had a bit more luck repositioning the product and, um, and but it was just a good wake up call in that I originally started Able Sells for myself, but when I really look at my customers, they're 45 year old women, and I bought this product because I liked it, <laughs> and it's not something that 45 year old women would be into, so it was more just a mistake of knowing my audience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyway, but what that's kind of led me to, which I'm really excited, I'm going to launch uh, an experiment this week. Is I'm gonna try pre-orders. So uh, there's this one really exciting new ketone product um, that is quite expensive. So it's it'll be the most expensive by far SKU that I carry. And when I inquired about wholesaling it, their wholesale price is not cheap either. So I mean, mm. like I'd be going eight thousand dollars minimum order, which is a lot. Like that's more than I want to spend for a product that I don't even know if it's gonna sell. So I decided to. I don't want to get into the same situation I did with this other one, which was more of like a niche product. So I'm going to pre-order and if I can pre-order, you know, half of the buy, then sorry, if I can pre-sell half of the buy, then nope. I will buy the product. And um, so, so on,
1: for the the pre you are going to do like um, you're just going to have it on your main page for sells
0: I don't know yet. I was going to ask your opinion on that because mm. I mean, this is where I wish I had Tilt because this is literally what Tilt was perfect for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are other like apps and stuff that I can use to do it. But uh, I think I want to do it on the main site. I don't want to microsite yeah. it. And yeah. um, I want to be very open like, hey, I don't know if this is interesting. You tell me if you want it. Like, you'll get a discount if you pre order now. Is, um, the,
1: is the product super niche?
0: Well, it's a ketone product, but it's, it's just the, it's kind of like the, you know, if I'm selling the Volkswagen, this is the Audi. Like this stuff is the absolute best ketone product on the market right now. And hmm. I'd be the only person in Canada selling it. So hmm. it's pretty interesting. And I had to, you know, get, how
1: how's the how's the search search volume for that yeah,
0: product? Not even that great. I I mean it's it's but it will be. That's the thing. Like if I can if I can become the place where you you find this stuff, um now again it'll be easy for my this is a problem with retail. It's so easy for my competition to be like, oh shit, Able is doing that? Oh we should we should get that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and uh but but at least yeah. I'm learning that I'm not gonna like just go eight eight grand out of pocket for something that, truthfully, I really want and I would mm-hmm. pay for it at wholesale just for my selfishly. But it's too much. Eight thousand is just too much.
1: Um, I guess I'm just wondering, like, because if you put it on your main site, is it then working in conflict with people who are just coming to your site to buy your existing product? Like, are you you're you know are you going to end up losing sales because people are like, oh, there's this thing that i don't know kent's selling the volkswagen but it seems like he's gonna have the audi soon the audi soon so should i wait Mm, Um, that's interesting or or it's also just i don't know if you're if you're really doing this then you probably want to almost have like a like test the different kind of calls to action copy all that stuff as well and is that going to be hard to experiment on your main page it depends i'm just wondering like in terms of like higher information hierarchy, like when a user comes into the site, if, you know, would, would that essentially hurt your sales? And uh, would it just be more confusing? Like, Oh, so maybe this place, they don't sell anything. It's just like a landing page of some sort of like an internal email. address. Oh
0: Yeah, no, but what, what I was thinking of doing was mm-hmm. I would sort of orphan the page. So you wouldn't really be able to find it. Um, okay. So it would be for, I, I would do an, like it would be for existing customers. So I'd go to all mm. my customers and be like, Hey, you know, I have the opportunity to, to import this product. Um, you know, I'm sure some of you have heard of it. Some of you might not have heard of it, but like, if you're really into this stuff, like this Mm -hmm. is, this is no joke. Like this is the stuff that like athletes are taking, like, like this is the real deal. Like, um, you know, and
1: this is steroids that the horses use.
0: Exactly. Yeah. This is the good stuff. Um, and and you're gonna pay for it. It's probably gonna cost you $150 for this five hundred milliliter bottle. Yeah. Um you know, but but if you're into that, um it, it would it could sell really well. So
1: hmm you raise have a enough good people, point though. No, but if you have enough people like because that's the, the hard thing with the landing page stuff, it's like driving traffic to that, right? And that's why I was thinking, are you just gonna use your organic traffic as the measure. But if you have your existing fans that's a pretty good measure. Yeah. Cause like uh,
0: I only need to sell 40 of them to make this like, I need to pre, sorry. I only need to pre-sell 30, uh, 20, 24 to 30 of them to make mm-hmm. this uh, viable. So if I, and again, if I can't sell 24 of them with an email of over a thousand people, uh, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't stock this on my, you know, like maybe yeah. this isn't the right product to be stocking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, so that's no, exciting. That's, that's, yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's really cool.
0: And um I think that what I'm where I'm really pumped is that I I turned a mental corner with the whole project and I I realized that I've been sort of not following basic advice that I give other people, which is so easy mm-hmm. to do when you're doing your own thing. You kind of look at your your own, <laughs> you know, whatever metaphor, your own house and you realize that like your own house isn't really in order, even though you get paid and give advice for other people's houses, or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so like one of the things is I sort of, and we, we talked about this ages ago, it feels like now, but I sort of stopped setting goals and I actually stopped tracking things. Like mm. I have my built in Shopify dashboard that tells me, you know, how much money I'm making and all that jazz. But like, I don't, ever really look at performance reports um so uh at my packing station now i have like a a goal (laughs) that i'm going to update uh weekly so as i'm packing boxes i'm just staring at the goal um Hmm. because i'm a big believer in like that subliminal kind of reinforcement like i've always You know, like anytime I have a a personal goal I want to reach or a corporate goal I want to reach, I, you know, put a note in my wallet, I put it on my mirror, I put it in my car. Like I just always remind myself of the stuff I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's seemed to work for me so far. And I haven't been doing that at all. And then the other thing was my my financial goal for this was to pay for my my mortgage. And I realized like that's kind of boring. And like, as cool as that is, it's not like, it's not something sexy that I can kind of get my, um, my head around. So I've decided that I really want a Tesla. Oh, and my goal, so it's, it's going to be a long-term goal. It's a 2019 goal, but my goal is that, um, by December, 2019, so I'm committing, I'm I've recommitted a full mental year of Able Cells, and I want to get it to a point where I can lease <laughs> a Tesla. And can you lease Teslas? You can. Um, oh, okay. And Able Cells will pay for my monthly lease.
1: Oh, I which like would that. Be,
0: so it's like, now, would I actually use this? So I'm not a car guy. I. I'm driving a 2008 car right now i don't give a shit about cars um even though i can afford a new car i won't buy one until this car literally stops working um yeah. so again even if i got to the point where i was making enough to lease a tesla every month the chances of me actually doing it are low i know that because i'll Why? when i look at no what, no you should do it I know, but when I when I when I look at like oh the six hundred a month or five hundred a month or whatever it's going to be, uh excuse me, more than that it's like $600, six hundred seven hundred a month. Um, uh, what am I saying? It's like eight hundred a month. Um, it because uh, I want the I want the X. I want the one with like the car seats, the and wings, the, the wings, the doors, yeah, yeah, open yeah. And all that. Oh, like.
1: nice, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but again, it's kind of fun. So now I have like a big picture of the Model X in my packing station too, and um, it's like it's just a more fun goal to kind of be like, yeah, I'm going to buy a fucking Tesla. Um, Yeah. And whether or not I will, it kind of, it's, it's such a stupid little thing, but it's actually reinvigorated like a, um, that kind of like hedonic goal setting, you know, like (laughs) this is, um, and, and again, if I could really do that, like if I could ever afford a Tesla in cash, because of this side project, holy shit, like, that would, I would really know I've made it, and, that is a very crazy goal, that might take me, years, or might never, I don't know, like, that's a very lofty goal, but it's fun, and, I, yeah, kind of like the fun part of it, so, yeah, um, so I'm feeling really, I'm feeling overall really good, I've come to terms with the pick and pack, and I've kind of put that out of my mind, that, that's a luxury that unfortunately, unless I, so there is a way I could do it, but I would have to take on debt. So okay. I would need to take an investment uh, of about $40,000 in order to, and then I'd have to meet certain minimums a day to then a year from now be profitable with a pick and pack. So that is another option that's always kind mm-hmm. of on the table. I've I ran the numbers with a, with a fulfillment center up in, um, up uh out, like in uh, Markham, but mm-hmm. um, it's just not. I've kind of shut that door in my mind that it's for the next year. I'm probably packing boxes in my basement, and um, okay. I- I'm fine with that. That's cool. Like I, but the, I just haven't been checking in on my performance, you know, and uh, even basic shit like looking at traffic and flows and
1: um. Just stuff do you that know, do you know? Like the, your margins on all your your products and stuff like that. Part of yeah, things? that stuff
0: I, you have to be pretty pretty clean on. But again, what I mm-hmm. what I really oh man, talk about just amateur 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 mistakes were. Um, there's this thing called the U.S. dollar and this thing called the Canadian dollar, and it moves and it doesn't stay the same, and it has significantly gotten worse since I started this business back in a year ago today, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was something that truthfully I was not really paying attention to. And I was, I was all of a sudden I I looked at my monthlies and I was just not making, I was still making, I was like breaking even. And Mm -hmm. I looked at the numbers and I was like, Oh, I'm just, my cost of goods has gone up because of the dollar and so stupid and so simple. But so now I just, have to check it every week and make sure I'm not doing like daily stuff, like, I'm not that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, that's just too much work. But now I just have a little calendar reminder, and um, yeah, I just have to adjust my prices a little. And um,
1: so curious though, in order for you to hit your goal, um, are you still gonna turn off the ad faucet? Ah, uh, good question.
0: No, so if I like, if I really wanted to, um, if I really wanted to, no, I'm gonna need the ads. Um, mm-hmm. and what I, what I kind of want to do there is, I'm, and I don't know if this is the right mental attitude, but I'm kind of penalizing myself for making these bad purchasing decisions. So, until I've paid that off, with organic profit, I'm not letting myself turn ads on. Which kinda sounds like a stupid idea, saying it out loud. Like I'm yeah. pushing myself. I think you um, just gotta you
1: just wanna move it as soon as possible, no? That's that isn't that the whole thing?
0: I know, but then I just worry that I'll get into this state where I'm I'm throwing bad money, like I'm I'm spending money to you know, like
1: I'm Yeah, yeah, but but like if if you know your conversion rates and stuff, then you you know, for example, you could move it at whatever price and it just gets thrown in your basement if, if, if they convert, I don't know, I don't know your numbers, but you, I imagine you have a, a sense of like, okay, this ad for this product I've run it before I can move it for this amount of dollars in, in um, ad spend.
0: You're right. And I'm actually writing this down to, to make sure I, uh, cause what I could do is I've got three products that sell just really well with ads. So rather than trying to sell everything, I can just have a couple campaigns running, getting me the the bread and butter, and then, yeah, that's a good or point.
1: If, if you ran your ad campaign on the on the shitty product that you're trying to move, have you have you done that before? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's bad. No, that's oh, just, it just
1: it just it doesn't move eh?
0: No, and then that's actually where I started actually going not like into debt, but I started realizing, yeah, oh, okay. I'm 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 losing money here. Like this is so. What,
1: what's the what's what's the product? I
0: feel bad calling it out. Um I what yeah, whatever. So it's called Neuro uh, Neurogum. Okay. And it's it, I love it. I I mean I I really use it. So one of the the pros here is that I got to buy it at wholesale and then I just end up basically chewing it myself. So I'm I just yeah. got it at half price, you know. Um but I have $2,000 <laughs> worth of gum. Um <laughs> And is it just, uh, it's just regular like gum, like chewing gum. Yeah, it's but it's it's a nootropic, so it's a nootropic okay. gum, so it's like chewing alpha brain. Um, oh, okay, and yeah, it's pretty. So, what's interesting is that again, like if I can find a way to sell it to our demographic, like we're the target, so Silicon Valley type uh, programmer software, um, predominantly mm-hmm. men. It's actually a really good pre-workout. It has 40 milligrams of caffeine in it, which is mm-hmm. um, basically like drinking a cup of coffee. So it's very like I work out at uh, 6 a.m. And I, you know, wake up, uh, you know, brush my teeth, have a drink of water, pop in a NeuroGum, and you really get a bit of a buzz. And it does have um, L-thionine and B vitamins. So you, you really do, like, it, it works. Like you your brain fires more when, well, you're, okay. when you're chewing it. So I find that I chew it f- while I'm exercising or at least for half an hour before. Um, but again, my, my market is 45-year-old women. So I I think I bought it with the idea that I was... Okay, so I thought that I could sell it on Facebook by targeting Canadians who like Tim Ferriss and who like um, uh, nootropics and... Uh, my cost per conversion was just not like it Mm. just, and again, uh, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, um, gum is a very shitty margin product. So I'm selling this gum, let's say at $3.99 a pack because it's expensive. Mm. It's like special gum. Um, but I mean, I'm buying it. I'm making 75 cents to a dollar on every pack. Like this is not okay. a, um, mm. the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, it's not you, like a super high margin. No, product. no, no. Yeah. Like you make your money on gum. One, if you're buying like 5,000 packs of it. Yeah. You can move. Yeah. You can move a lot of volume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, you, and you're selling 20 packs a day or something like that, or 50 yeah. packs a day yeah. or something. So this was just a stupid decision of, I didn't, it was a good lesson in, in, so with this other product that I'm considering bringing in, it's the exact opposite. I would be bringing in a limited quantity. It's extremely expensive. Um, like your cost per serving of this stuff is like $12 per serving. So this is like, this is a, vi- this is a niche high, but, but I can literally two and a half times my mark. Like I can make a, a good deal of money on each bottle that I sell. um, and feel uh, very,
1: out, of, uh, yeah. out of curiosity, like why even diversify your product line? Like if you had those two uh, key <coughs> items that you you say you can constantly move, but with just ads, like why not just keep moving those? You, that's a great question. And in fact, I got
0: the same advice from a retail inventory expert that I met through Hubba, and we were shooting the shit at lunch, and I asked him about my store, and he basically said the same thing you did, and. Huh. Um, I think that I'm falling into this other e-com fallacy where like, the problem is that I still sell enough of the other stuff that you need to have some quantity on hand or else people won't trust you. Like, um, so let's say I sell four times as much chocolate as I do vanilla, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. let's say you're an ice cream shop. He used this example and like, you know, so an ice cream store has 42 flavors but you're going to sell 60% of your ice cream is going to be chocolate or vanilla, but you have to have rum and raisin. You have to have tiger tail. You have to have, you know, black licorice for the, for the five people who come in like expecting those, those weird kind of flavors. Um, Or you don't have those and you just sell chocolate and vanilla. Um, But the, uh, it's not a bad, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. That's a great question. I don't have a good answer.
1: I, I, I thought you were just, you had the product diversification because your customers, you wanted to have stuff to upsell or to cross sell, or you had a bit of a strategy around that. And, uh, you know, like if someone came in for neural gum and then it's like, Oh, this guy also sells like some on alpha brain. Cool. Like, I will mean, buy some of that. Um, so that, that's where I, I thought you were, you know, like you were you were doing that, but I don't know, like if most of your, but I, I don't know, if most of your stuff is coming through direct ads, which you were saying like 800 versus 300, um, then, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe it just makes sense to just keep moving those two products. I don't know, and double down on those.
0: That's an interesting idea. I'm really going to, I'm going to think about that. I hadn't, hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, don't know. Like maybe, yeah.
1: maybe there is a drawback to it. I don't know. Like you you you, you might miss the wave on the next big item.
0: No, it's not even that. It's more like if you go into a, um, uh, it's more like, okay, like l- let's go back to the chocolate and vanilla. Like some people just they, they want strawberry, so you you have to be willing to lose the customer who wants strawberry.
1: Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I don't know. It but, depends on how many people are buying it. But if like a hundred people are buying chocolate. 100 people buying vanilla and like two people buy strawberry then i'm probably not going to carry strawberry
0: it's good wisdom my friend i mean i have a whole line that doesn't sell very well and i keep it just because i have this weird feeling that like if i'm calling myself a ketone store i have to have this brand but maybe that's just a that's maybe a fallacy maybe i don't Mm. like does that make sense to you like it's almost like if you said you were going to sell, um, well, um,
1: well how, how many products do you have in, in total? Uh, both f- 37. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And like, all like 37 skew. Yeah.
0: 37 skews. Some of those are like different sizes. Some right, right, like, right. You know, like 60 servings versus 30 servings and, um, and then there's like five or six flavors for some. And so what I do is I always try to keep, you know, five or six of everything on hand. Mm-hmm. And then for chocolate, I buy, you know, three times as much. So I always have, you know, um, four times mm. as much chocolate as everything else kind of thing. Right, right. Um, so, hmm. yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um. But But again, it's like I worry that my competition though, So this is where running an independent kind of a specialty store, I feel like it's just so hard because my buying power is weak because I'm running my business on a line of credit. They have, you know, I don't know, maybe millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars at their disposal or something. So, I mean, they can just afford to have every flavor, every... um, So, okay, like imagine two ice cream stores now across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. And one of them has 42 flavors and they're the same flavors. This is the problem. This is not a differentiated product. So like literally this, I'm selling you the same vanilla ice cream for the same price, but my store has two flavors and that store has 42 flavors. What store are you going to go into?
1: Well, probably the 42 one, but I, I guess it depends on how how you're well with the- maybe. But or, you know, it's also like you know, maybe I I know you directly, so I want to come to you. Maybe it's like the way you position those two. It sounds like it's that ice cream is better than the other ice cream shop. Um,
0: yeah, that's really interesting. Like there 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 is something to what you're saying. Like there there are really like I could probably limit my skews down to six. There's probably six skews that are that would be like my power law. There are six skews that I sell that make up everything.
1: Like that make up pretty much everything else because the um, other argument you can do is like maybe maybe you've just also scaled too fast like maybe yeah. maybe 37 does make sense but 37 only makes sense when you have a pick when, when you're a certain and, size yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's in that's not a bad idea I, I don't know I but you, you you know your customers a lot better you know like kind of are they buying a lot of variety um, are people you know are, are you actually cross-selling well um because that's the other thing like if you're I, I feel like if you're not really cross-selling then you're not fully maximizing that that um diversity but a lot of it's preference too though right because again like to go back to
0: ice cream some people mm-hmm. like if you like vanilla then okay so let's like so I, I sell ketones so you've got vanilla and chocolate some people like the taste of chocolate some people don't so i'm not going to be able to cross sell you vanilla like you're either getting. I'm trying to cross sell you NeuroGum. So I'm trying to be like, oh, yeah. you like ketones? Oh, you should buy some NeuroGum. Um, but to me, yeah, that's yeah. smart. Like having complimentary products, right? Yeah, um yeah, yeah. But when it comes to literally like, there are seven flavors of this, this thing and it's just a preference. I find it hard to justify not having all seven flavors because I yeah, don't know. But,
1: like, but, then, but then how about the other uh, 30 products that you have? Like, aren't those the complimentary products that you're... Some some of those are complimentary that you could be pushing. But those like, would
0: be like sorbets at an ice cream mm. store. So it's like, I've got some sorbets or I've got some gelato. It's kind of like ice cream, but it's a little different. Um, mm. So I've tried to like cover my bases, but you're right. Maybe it's a... Here's an idea, Nick. Here's an idea. Okay. What if you came to a store where 80% of the products were sold out. <laughs> okay. I have, a pl- I have a plug-in that lets you like sign up for um, alerts when products come into stock, right? Mm-hmm. So like if a product's sold out, you can drop your email and I tell you when it's in stock. Mm-hmm. So if you came to a store and the the flavor you wanted was in stock, but the rest
1: was sold out, would you be sketched out? No, in some ways I'd be... I'd be like, "Wow, that must be a really good flavor. I should try that next time."
0: Yeah. Okay, cuz I wonder what I could do is I could flash sale everything that's not selling very well. Just just get mm-hmm. it get rid of it, make my money back, put that put the cash in my pocket. Like put the get the cash flow. Then I could take that money and just double down on the five or six SKUs that I know sell really well. Turn the ads back on. Not buy any of the other SKUs that weren't selling very well. And then just monitor daily if people are signing up for like, no, no, tell me when this thing comes back in. And if I'm getting people signing mm. up for like, fuck, well, tell me when vanilla's in and I get six or seven people, then maybe that's the seventh skew that I add back, you know? And then but if I mm-hmm. have some real duds that are just no one even gives a flying shit about them, then maybe I just never stock them again.
1: But shouldn't you even know that now by you know, knowing your inventory, knowing like your just like sales numbers.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I'm coming to terms with this conversation that there are two expensive lines that I carry that I really don't sell very much of. Mm-hmm. Um But, but I, but I do sell them. But it just takes me ninety days to sell them instead of seven days. You know. But then <sighs> that money that, that feels like
1: that—that's a world of difference, though.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally a world of difference. Fuck, man, you're you're right. Okay. We're gonna stop. Let's. We can end this now. I feel like we've talked about this too long, but no. This, thing, um, this just hearing hearing you say it is like sobering me up that you're you're totally right, and I should. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start this tomorrow. I'm gonna to try this.
1: Well, try. I don't know, man. If it, backfire, it backfires is. Um, I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> it won't. I don't think it will backfire. I think this is the right. Um. I think this is the right idea um okay I'm but try
1: I, I i I want some neural gum man. uh break me off some neural gum i
0: will uh I will give you some neural gum it's uh but this is the other
1: thing like doesn't neural gum doesn't it perish? isn't it perishable uh, you know oh, when no, you'll have no, gum that I bought that that's sitting around for like months it just tastes gross and no, hard the, and... The,
0: the, the expiry on this stuff is really good, it's like a year okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That would be a totally different game. So I was thinking about getting into perishables, and then I I thought about that for like a day, and I was like, "What the fuck am I thinking?" Like, there's how, how no about way. Those I'm...
1: bars that you sell. Those
0: bars, they they last a while. No, th- those I turn over really fast. So, um, hmm. yeah. So those are good. Um, but yes, th- th- those expire. I've had to throw away. Um, well, I just keep them. I just put them in my freezer, and then I eat them. Um, but uh, well, I had one more thing I wanted to. Oh, what's one more thing you said that got me thinking about neurogum? Um, um no, I lost. Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to get into this now. What? No, it's okay. I'm going to um. Now we can save it for another night. It'll go. It'll that rabbit hole.
1: Wait, so what are you going to do now, though? like, what happens to the the landing page for those new products you're going to bring in? Are you going to not bring them in now? No, no, I'm still going to
0: try this. um, Like I'm going to send out an email to my existing users on Thursday Mm -hmm. to say, hey, because again, if this could be some niche thing that I know about that I think is really cool that nobody else has any idea or gives a flying fuck about. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see the response. I'm going to keep it pretty black and white. If I sell you know, 27 of them in the first week, then I will order the product. And if I don't, then I'm not going to do it. Nice, nice. Yep, yep. But yeah, man, that's a great, uh, good, good talk. That uh, yeah, that helped. Thank you, man. Sorry, I feel like yeah. you were way more helpful for me there than
1: I was for you. No, no, no. It was good. Hey, uh, I, I was curious though. Did you read the other essay I, I wrote? No, about... I didn't. Did you send it to me? I think I sent it to you, but th- th- think about it. I, I I like that one more. Um, but oh, I'm not okay. sure if my. Is this, is this the day of the birth one? The of the future is, is, is too, oh, is too the, oh, the vision of the
0: future. Okay. No, no. I really yeah, yeah, want to... Yeah. Sorry that I missed that. Hang on. I will... I don't know. No, no, no.
1: Um, but this is why I messaged you before and I was like, what What excites you about the future? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you brought up the good point about healthcare and I thought that was really interesting. Um,
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm a total sucker for the optimism of... Um, I'm am a. I'm a big believer in you know, we're going to merge with AI and, and, uh, we're going to live forever.
1: <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts on, um, just the world becoming more homogenous? What do you mean? So, you know, like I, I remember going to Japan like 10 years ago and I felt like, I was like, wow, this is like such a weird, funky, cool place. And then I went a couple years ago and it's still really cool, but, i feel like it's also a lot more american than i remember um like a lot of american brands are just very popular there now like i don't know things like which is kind of weird like brands like champion for example and reebok which aren't even huge american brands like they're not like massive in like canada or um but they're 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 really big in japan and i was like oh that's interesting but you know like as the internet kind of just Makes the world smaller, and um, you know you, you 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 can go to a place like Japan, and it won't at some point won't feel that much different than being at home in like a very in like I don't know at, at some point or you know same thing if you go to like a like, like a like a Berlin or a um, you know a Hong Kong or something I think it'll always feel a little bit different, but at some point it's going to start feeling a little bit more homogenous. Um, or even just, I think about myself and like the and language and, um, culture kind of dying with me and chinese dying with me. And I'm suddenly becoming more, um, more Westernized by the day. And my yeah. daughter's going to be even more Westernized than I am. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. At some point I feel like there's just like a weird homogeny that, that would happen. And, uh, but I feel like there's going to be a loss of culture and heritage that comes with that.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, see, this is part of this is my lack of, of like, I, I don't travel to exotic places as much as you do. Um, Or I haven't traveled to as many exotic places as you, like I've traveled to a lot of, western places right so mm-hmm. i haven't had a lot of that i've heard of this like of the of, like the japanese culture shock and I, I just haven't experienced that um i i still feel like i i don't know if it's a homogeny like I, I think there's two different things going on there the cultural homogeny i feel is definitely i feel that in that you know mm-hmm my wife's italian my kids are less yeah. italian um, yeah. i don't even know what culture i am i guess i'm canadian i don't know mm-hmm. like that but that that's it like i've already homogenized to the point that my family has no culture <coughs> other than like yeah. just being canadian like we don't you know have any ties to any other country or any you know um yeah. so that i definitely feel but when it comes to tech i um Maybe I just have this different vision of how things are going to play out. I think I'm more worried that we're going to get into a this crazy divide between, like, I think the divide between the tech have-nots and the tech haves sure. are going to become. Sure. It's going to get silly, and I think it's yeah. already. It's. I know it's silly when I signed up for this thing called. Um, have you heard of uh, these glasses that just launched today? The North Glasses. The um, no. Oh, what are they called here? That's okay. It's a Toronto-based company. They were all over product hunt and hacker news today. They are called... Oh. Get North.
1: Oh, from Thalmic.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Focals by North. That's the one. So, here I am today. I've, I've been on the pre-order list for a long time. So, I finally get a chance to put my hard-earned money down. And they're $999. And... I sat there for a good five minutes being like mm, I kind of want these glasses <laughs> mm, I don't want to spend nine hundred dollars hmm but it integrates with Alexa <laughs> um like and I, I didn't end up buying them and um oh sorry Alexa she just talked to me oh shit she's lighting up again um but That is like going to become more and more a thing where I I don't know. I just looking at these glasses, I'm like, these might work. These look pretty Mm -hmm. damn good. Mm -hmm. This is pretty cool. This is what people were expecting with Google glass. Mm -hmm. And I would not be surprised if a year from now, all the rich people in Toronto and Brooklyn and San Francisco are wearing these fucking glasses. Um, and then, like, that's the kind of stuff where I feel like it's the slippery slope of, you know, so I, tying this back to your, your original question, like, I I think the homogeneity might become more real across countries, but then I see this heterogeneous mix of the people who can afford this new phone every year, or the Focals mm-hmm. every two years now, or, like, the chip in the eye or the digital pancreas or the virtual or the digital blood or sorry, the hardware blood or the artificial lungs. Like these things are slowly going to start happening over the next 30 or 40 years. And it's just going to change. I'm in the camp of, it's going to change everything, which is so cliche, but I, I do think it will. And I mm. am sad to say that I kind of think that I will be a beneficiary of it because I will likely be able to afford all these fun advancing things. And I know that a lot of people won't be able to, and that feels kind of weird, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But essentially having wealth as almost a way of uh, groupings of people and not necessarily having culture as that way of grouping
0: Right. And then I think what'll be interesting is like what countries become more wealthy. So Mm -hmm. Japan has this weird way of like, I don't think Japan has a homeless problem the way California does. At least I don't hear about that. Mm. So are some countries going to be better at bringing, like rising the boats, you know, like making sure that everybody is benefiting a little bit more. Whereas in the U.S., unless something drastic changes, they're pretty much set on a version of libertarian capitalism where, you know, like, Hey man, like you, you know, if you work hard, you make money. If you don't work hard, you don't make money. It's not your, it's not my fault. You're homeless. You're, you're just lazy. Um, Mm. Like that's going to create a totally different culture than, than, you know, the Scandinavians or maybe Japan. Um, Right. So I think that could start to get, That could be interesting where um, if these like universal basic income experiments in Finland and all that stuff pay off in 30 years, are they just a way better country than everybody else? Because they don't have this divide of class and poor people are taken care of and those generations are getting smarter and like, whereas the US has this, you know, elite class and a, you know, non elite class. I don't know. Like I could see that. I mean that gets dystopian
1: pretty quickly, but um, I feel I feel a lot of these features I like are kind of dystopian, you know. But
0: couldn't they also be like totally utopian?
1: It could be. Do you, Do you feel it's going to be more utopian or dystopian?
0: I think it'll be. I'm a, I'm an optimist, so I think I think it'll be utopian if we can solve some um, some really fundamental. Uh, some issues. I know it sounds so uh it's kind of stupid to say, but I really do think that you know, even weird tangent things like if we do find you know, life on Mars and life in other solar systems and if we can kind of bang this into our heads that you know, we're tribe human, not tribe America or not tribe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Australia, like no no, we're fucking mm-hmm. human and there are other things out there that aren't human <laughs> and that's what we should be worried about if we're going to be worried about anything. So, um, you know, let's like, let's make sure that when, you know, when they come, (laughs) we're all unified. And um, I mean, that sounds a little like uh, dramatic, but I... uh,
1: And they're already here. It's the robots, man. They're already here.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But even like the more I listen to the AI conversations that I'm, I realize I'm just not equipped for totally is, um, I I think Mm. I'm, I'm just a, I'm an optimist. I don't know. What about you? Do you lean to dystopia?
1: I lean more to dystopia maybe because it's my mistrust in everyone getting, getting along Mm. very well. But because I have a daughter, I want to, I hope it's more utopian. But yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, you just got to, there's a lot of things that need to line up. So anyways, take a look at the essay. Tell, tell me what you think. All right. Um, cool, man. That was, uh, that was a good episode.
0: Yeah, I think we're, want want to uh, to. what do you think? Want to call it? Should we do this other topic or want to just save that for, do, do you want to do twice this week? Do you want to try doing Thursday this week too?
1: Yeah, let's try Thursday. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of uh, getting a little tired now.
0: Yeah, me too, actually. I'm kind of getting. Uh, I feel very selfish. I feel like a selfish lover tonight. I feel like you gave way more than I, I gave you tonight. Like you gave me some really good advice on Able Cells. It was good. And I was very excited to. I wanted to do this update selfishly to kind of talk aloud with some of this stuff and, and really get your advice. So I really appreciate the. Because. Um, on some ways, I've had this clarity, but then other things just feel like I'm I'm stuck. And uh, uh,
1: it, um, I don't know. I feel
0: like I'm not telling you anything you don't know. No, but but I think just hearing you say it, just like the fact that, you know, you're not thinking about this as much as I am, and then to hear you kind of matter of fact, be like, well, hang on, if shit isn't selling, maybe you shouldn't sell anymore.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. like
0: that's that's pretty that's good advice. Um, <laughs> so and and I, I it's almost like this FOMO. I think a lot of my Problems in life come down to this FOMO that like, but what about that one customer who wants vanilla? But if I have fifty customers who want chocolate, who the fuck cares? Like that's kind of you've you've I will at least try it, and I can always go back and buy vanilla. So
1: it's not yeah, like well, you you should also just look in your in your uh, card histories and see how many people are actually buying multi products. How many people are actually you know, where that diversity really helps them.
0: Right. Right. And, but again, I kind of know that, like I kind of know that that's not what happens. Like it's, Mm. it's literally People come in
1: for their one, their, their chocolate ice cream and they move on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, sometimes there's that one guy who wants vanilla. And the question is like, do you want to be the store that has the 24 flavors just in the chance that the one guy or gal comes in who wants tiger tail? Or do you just like, no, sorry, we don't carry tiger tail. We just have chocolate Mm. or vanilla. And then they're like, I like chocolate too. Um, you know, and I've never kind of tested that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to, um, no, I, I'm, I'm really excited to actually, to, to, to test this. Like I'm, 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 I'll I'll tell you what, uh, hold me accountable. I'm going to send you two screenshots tomorrow. Oh, sorry, this week, one screenshot tomorrow and, um, one screenshot on, on Friday with some actions on this stuff. Cause I, uh. Just gonna do it.
1: Mm. I, I like I like your story by the way. It's nice. Thank you. Yeah, I feel um, it's a little some more streamlined.
0: Yeah, I've done and but again, like it's like these little things that I you kind of get stuck in. Like if you don't have someone okay, next next time, have we done an episode on solo versus we have done one on like going by yourself versus on a team? I think we have done one of those.
1: Um maybe, yeah, I think so. Uh what yeah, we touched on we have. at the
0: very least. But Um, like, um, just the idea of like, and maybe we just need to, or maybe again, selfishly because I'm kind of in this re-examining cells every week, I just almost want to bounce something off of you, whether we record it or not, just cause it, mm. um, I find myself longing for a partner. Like I, I'm in my head a lot and I wish I had someone to be like, Hey, is this a good idea? (laughs) You know, like, um, And Mm -hmm. like today you kind of just short circuited some things I've literally been thinking about for like a month and a half. And I've, I have a lot of clarity. I don't know if it's the right decision. I could be totally wrong, but I at Mm -hmm. least have a very clear, Oh, I'm going to try this. And, uh, it's been, it's been helpful. So thank you.
1: No, no problem there. And Um, I'm going to
0: read your technology, uh, technology one. And one day we can, uh, maybe we'll do a podcast where we, uh, smoke weed legally and uh, talk about dystopian futures for an hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a million ways of <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Choose to hey, get it. Shoes one. Hey, bring it back. And now double your money, money and make it, it stack. On to the next one. On to, the next one. On to the next
1: one. On to the next 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 one. Hold up.